in the beginning of April, I think I've told you, I started keeping track of the notes I sent to people. So I checked this morning and I'm at 648 cards. People either email me or call me and say, thank you so much for that card. This is a show where we'll explore what it means to retire with purpose, to make a difference, to invest in your family, your community, to live to your full potential and explore abundant opportunities to live with purpose and community. From Garden Spot Communities in New Holland, Pennsylvania, welcome to Purpose in Retirement. I'm Scott Moore, the Chief Marketing Officer at Garden Spot Communities. And I'm Juanita Fox, the storyteller. You know, Scott, Marcia Dawson told me one time that you can never have enough friends. What great advice. That is great advice, especially in a year when we're unable to physically spend time with other people. Yes, that virtual connection, whether online or by phone or even snail mail, was so important. And because Marcia has friends all around the world, she already knows how to stay connected to people. She's clearly an expert if she sent 648 cards in less than six months. Exactly. It's inspiring to hear Marcia share the ways she finds purpose in connecting deeply with people from around the world. Garden Spot Communities is pleased to partner with Operation Christmas Child. Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child offers an incredible opportunity for people in the United States to give Christmas gifts to children around the world. Each year, Garden Spot residents and team members donate small toys, personal hygiene items, and school supplies for children, and then fill shoeboxes, which are shipped around the world. To learn more about how you can impact children around the world, click the link in the podcast description or visit www.samaritanspurse.org. So Marcia, thank you so much for joining us today. I understand that you retired in June 2016 and you moved to Garden Spot in August 2016. Can you tell me a little bit about your career, um, where you worked and uh, what you've done with your life? I worked at Graco Children's Products for 51 years. Uh, I started in the plant on a rivet machine. Interesting. (laughs) The second summer that I worked there, um, one of of the two women in the office had surgery. So they asked me to come into the office, and I never left. (laughs) Ah, so what were some of your roles? Did you travel? Like, what kinds of things did you do with Graco? The first, first... 30 years, I worked in sales, and I worked in accounting and did just about everything. Um, In 1993, I went into international operations, so I didn't travel a whole lot before that, but I went into, it's really international purchasing, so I went to Asia a lot. I went to, um, we had a joint venture in Thailand for a couple years. I went to, we had an office in Taiwan. The original place that we bought our stuff was in Taiwan, and then they got very westernized and moved everything to China. But the office and all the people that ran it were in Taiwan, so Graco had an office in Taiwan. Okay. So I went there quite a bit. Okay. And can you give us just a, for for people who may not know what Graco does okay like what a little bit of what their product line is like okay we made the first thing we ever made was the automatic baby swing 
and then strollers and car seats and pack and plays or play pens at one time. Yeah, and it's a pretty large company, I think. It is now, yes, very yeah. large. It started out very small in Elverson, Pennsylvania, which we say, welcome to Elverson's on both sides of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was a very small company, and it's grown unbelievably. So Wow, it's great to be part of all of that yeah, growth. Yeah, they, they used to tease me that I hold the door open for, and if I'm in the mall or something, I hold the door open for anybody that has a Graco stroller, but if they have a competitors, they have to get their own door. <laughs> Are you still connected to your colleagues in China? How's that? I am. Um, both Taiwan and China, I get emails all the time. I've actually, three years ago when we had the open house here, two of the guys came to visit me. So I came down to the front desk and he said, well, I have a little surprise for you. I walked outside, and here's seven more that I work with. <laughs> wow, wow, that's amazing. So I took them all over the place. We ate lunch at the harvest table, t- took them to laps. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. When they were leaving, one of the girls that still works there, she came to me, and she said, you know what? This gave me a whole different understanding of getting older she said this is too cool (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome when the pandemic started obviously it started in china so i was in touch with them all the time Uh, and taiwan okay and then it hit here and i want to say it was probably the end of april i got an email from one of the girls that i worked with like 15 years ago we still stay in touch maybe twice a year on emails she said, I watched the news, and the United States just seems to be having all kinds of problems, so I'm going to send you some masks. So <laughs> she sent me 50 masks in the mail. Really? That's amazing. Yes. And uh, so I gave a bunch to the people on my hall, and I gave a bunch to my friends. When you make friends with them over there, they never forget you. I, I don't you know, I have people that live in Morgantown that I don't ever hear from. Yeah. But <laughs> Taiwan, <laughs> I hear from them all. It's all about relationships. It is. <laughs> it is. So it's, it's been great. I made so many friends over the years. One of the things that I've heard, um, and I just heard this recently, is that yeah, you are the uh, the butterfly lady. <laughs> you raise I, monarchs. I do. So. <laughs> My mom did that for, I don't I don't know how long. And everybody called her the butterfly lady. Now, this year I only found two. Two but butterflies? Two, two uh, caterpillars. Okay. Because I find the caterpillar. And one of my neighbors actually gave me one. And then I, I planted some domesticated milkweed over at um, Sycamore Springs. And I planted in one June and figured I won't have any till next year. My friend called me. She says, you got to get over here. And I said, why? She said, there are caterpillars everywhere. So oh, last wow. year I had 17. Oh, wow. And um, so I got another family over there started, and they planted their own milkweed. So, but none of us have found that many this year, so, which is kind of sad. If you think about, think about the butterflies, how, does, how do the butterflies help connect you to the community here? Well, I have people stopping me all the time saying, don't you have any butterflies coming yet? I've had people that I probably would not have had any any connection with that happened to be in the apartment lobby when I was letting them out. 
And so they joined us out there. So it's been really fun. Okay. That's awesome. How many years have you been doing it? Like, when did you start? Oh, probably 20 years ago, because I used to do it at work. And this is a funny story. When we had an ex, when I worked in Exton, there was 55 of us working there. But our HR person was in Atlanta. So everybody knew I had this, and they'd stop by in the morning and check it out and see how much they grew overnight or over the weekend. Anyway, it was a little boy. So I sent an email out to everybody, and I just did the group email. And I said, it's a little boy. I'm letting him go at 1 o'clock in the lunchroom door. Well, the HR person calls me on the phone. She goes, what in the world? So I had to explain it to her. And then another girl came to me right after I did that and said, you know, I forgot all about it. Could you please? And I used to keep an air horn in my drawer at work. (laughs) Sounds like an interesting workplace. She said, could you blow the air horn in the lunchroom like one minute before you let it go? So that's what I started doing. (laughs) That's great. So we had a lot of fun. And I think you know, I think one of the things that's kind of cool is how you took something that you did for the longest time, and you don't leave that go. You incorporate no, right, it, right? You just bring right. it. And, and you know what? When I moved to Lancaster County, I mean, milkweed was so prevalent in Berks and Chester County where I lived. You come here, the farms are all manicured so that there's no milk. There's a little bit around, but not a lot. So I used to have to go east to get the the wild milkweed and you can't feed wild milkweed to the domesticated caterpillar because i killed a couple one year Hmm. so which is i guess their digestive system doesn't handle it. just handle it no no that's it i know it's weird that is interesting the things you learn (laughs) i know So it sounds like people and relationships are really important to you. You know, as you reflect on the the folks in um, Taiwan, the people that you worked with at Graco, and you know, pre-pandemic, so February, mm-hmm. um, how often were you hosting guests and friends, and what did that look like? Okay, um, every Tuesday I had a whole group, and it used to be anywhere from two to eight would come for dinner. And they absolutely loved it. And they ask me every week when they can get back in. (laughs) For some reason, in my small groups at church, they put me in with the young adults. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) It's the young at heart. I guess. so. So it's been really fun getting to know them. And even when they leave the area, that we're still in touch by Facebook or emails or whatever. So it's been great. I just like people. How did the pandemic affect those relationships? Were you able to find other ways to connect, or how did how did that happen? Um, it was hard. I mean, I stayed in touch with the people through emails and everything, but it's not the same. In the beginning of April, I think I've told you, I started um, sending, keeping track of the notes I sent to people. So I checked this morning, and... I'm at 648 cards. Cards? <laughs> yes. And how many and more emails? Card. How many more emails? Oh, I don't know. I don't keep track of that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, been really, it's been really interesting to have people either email me or call me and say, thank you so much for that card. 
So, huh. you know, it means a lot. I know I like to get cards, so I'm sure other people do too. So it's been fun. Sometimes it's the smallest things, and we don't realize it. it exactly, you know? yeah. exactly. So I've, I've always been a card person, but never to the point that I am right now. So, And everybody says, where in the world do you keep them all? <laughs> <laughs> I have a stash. In fact, I did the inventory in the Linden store, and I have more cards than they do. <laughs> the more store, wow. I know, it's ridiculous. Well, when I, when I worked, my friends used to tell me I needed to be in a support group because <laughs> I have a card addiction. <laughs> oh, that is a riot. So, well, I heard, I heard the story that um, the former owner's CEO of Graco gave you a call during the uh, pandemic. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> sure. It was four or five weeks into the pandemic. And he happens to be in my church, and we've been friends forever. But he called me on the phone. He said, I just want to make sure you're okay. And I said, yeah, I'm doing okay. And he said, well, I was thinking about this the other day and talking to my wife about it and he says I remember in 1996 or or I don't know what year it was we had a it had to be before 96 because he was gone by then but we had a snowstorm and we couldn't go to work so for four days I was home by myself which meant the weekend and the four days well my boss picked me up and brought me to work when the office was finally open and he walked in the door and yelled, Lord, help us. <laughs> he said, she has not shut up since she got in the car. I don't know what we would have done if she'd have been there any longer. <laughs> so um, he remembered that. <laughs> so I guess I do like to talk a lot. <laughs> so he was just calling the check on yes, you to make sure you were yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and... Uh, yeah, I had a lot of people in my church check on me and different people that I work with send emails or call on the phone. So it sounds to me as though even though we're in this pandemic, right, the relationships are so key that while it's different, you're not really alone. Right, right. Yeah, I I had my friend uh, that was here yesterday, She was a, she raised her family and then her husband had cancer, and so she's never really had close relationships with anybody outside of her immediate family. Well, now her family's all married, and some of them moved away. Her husband has passed away, and she said, I, I don't really have any friends. So I started naming off a couple of friends that were our mutual friends, and I said, you need to call this person, set up lunch with them, and call this person and do something with them. So uh, hopefully she does that. But I've been so fortunate because I have, so, I have so many friends. So I've been blessed. Some people naturally gravitate towards a cottage. Some people gravitate towards an apartment. What made you make the decision to live in an apartment? One of my close friends moved into a cottage before, a year before I did. And they know how much junk I have. <laughs> <laughs> So they said, are you sure you don't want to move into a cottage? And I said, well, I love the layout and I love all the room, but I said, I have to be around people. I have to be able to open my door and have people on the other side. And I said, I, I just have to be around people. And 
even though the people in some people in the cottages that are over here a lot, there are some that you never see. And that would depress me. So I said, I need to be here. Did a couple of your friends move here? Yes. Uh -huh. Like you had some friends like uh -huh. after you came, right? Yes. Uh-huh. In fact, um, one moved to Sycamore Springs. She wanted a cottage, but she didn't want to wait that long. And yes, today, I wouldn't say they're real good friends, but they're acquaintances of mine, uh, moved into Sycamore Springs West. Oh, fantastic. So I went to Sunnyside Bakery and bought some cookies <laughs> and bought some water and took it. I was going to leave it at the door for their workers. Well, here they were there. Oh, really? <laughs> so they showed me their apartment. And uh, I told Karen Creek, because the guy's a dentist, I said, I don't know if he's going to like all these sweets or not. <laughs> but he looked in the bag and he goes, oh, oatmeal raisin, my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's great. What so, a wonderful way to be welcomed. <laughs> so uh, that, was, that was neat. So... So what would you say to someone who's uncertain that a retirement community is a good place to be um, in the middle of a pandemic? Well, I think a lot of my friends already said, I wish that I lived there now. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, the girl that I had lunch with yesterday, she um, lives in a house with pretty much acreage. So she got the information, and I think her kids drove through here recently and loved it. And I don't know who they talked to, but the person gave them all kinds of information. So they're, ex they're excited. And I said, well, the ne next time they're in the area, they don't all live here. I said, you know, call me, and I'll, g I'll give you a little tour and whatever. So I think it would be great for her because – and my one friend has um, – blossom since she moved here her grandkids said what have you done to my grandmother <laughs> she's very she was very I don't want to say she just wasn't in the limelight now she's much more sociable and I think she's very happy being here could you talk just a little bit about the 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 resources that were available uh, during the pandemic, some of the the benefits. So, if if you if you were in your home in your condo trying to navigate groceries and healthcare and all of that by yourself, what what would have that felt like? Um, and what did it look like here? One I would say was the grocery delivery by Shady Maple, and I helped with that from day one, helping to divide them up and and um, have, have volunteers deliver them. But uh, otherwise, if I was not here, that would not have been possible. Same thing with goods or, or um, September farms. And I think just the, um, also the films that we had were s different varieties because you're gonna have some people like this and some people like this, but there was a variety throughout the week. And, um, Sometimes I would have one person over to watch the movie with me because I can't stand to be by myself too long. And I think just opening the door, you just knew that somebody else cared, you know, besides just yourself. And I think the vol volunteering for me was the answer. Because if I was home, it would, it would be awful. <laughs> Very bad. <laughs> oh, is, is there... Is there 
Um, anything that you would like to tell our listeners? I consider it more of a resort than a con- than a retirement community. And I think um, I share a lot of the Facebook pages with everybody, and I get all these responses. Can I move in? How old do you have to be? <laughs> you guys have too much fun. <laughs> so I, lo- I love that part of it. So um, hopefully have friends moving here from out of state. So, and a couple that are interested in the area, but I, I would always say don't wait too long. Don't wait till you, you know, are in ill health, but come and have fun. Imagine that, imagine you just met somebody who's 56 years old, right? And they say to you, I would never move to a retirement community. What would you say to somebody? <laughs> I'd say it's your loss. <laughs> <laughs> If 2020 taught us anything, it was the value of community. So many people felt the mental and emotional strain of isolation as they sheltered in place and navigated online grocery ordering and food delivery by themselves. At Garden Spot, we sheltered in place with over a thousand people. While our movement was somewhat limited, there was always someone to talk to, miles of biking and walking trails to ride and walk, and access to online grocery ordering, food delivery, and more. People continue to volunteer, serve, teach, and socialize, all at a safe distance. If you never want to shelter in place alone again, visit gardenspotvillage.org to explore the abundant opportunities you have to live with purpose in community. Marcia has the gift of making you feel like the most important person in the world when she talks with you. She's generous with her time and her resources, and once you are her friend, you are friends forever. You know, that is so true. I think we could all use a Marcia in our lives. She inspires me to be that way for my friends and family, to stay connected with people, and to be generous with my time and attention. We summarized the five main ideas from our conversation with Marcia in a PDF. She stays connected with her friends by, number one, male... Number two, sending cards. Number three, phone calls. Number four, lunch dates. And five, living generously. The PDF is entitled Five Ways to Stay Connected, and the link is in the podcast description. The PDF provides simple ways to stay connected with your friends and family, even in the midst of a pandemic. And let's not forget the hot air balloon ride. Through June 2021, if you contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, we will enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Be sure to mention the podcast before you press submit. Again, if you want to enter the drawing, contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, and we will enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Contact us soon because the offer ends on June 30, 2021. Thank you for listening to Purpose in Retirement. I'm Scott Miller. And I'm Juanita Fox. Special thanks to Marcia Dawson. Our senior producer and host is Scott Miller. Our co-host is Juanita Fox, and our producer is Gavin Souter. A special thanks to Rick Myers for providing the commercial voice and to Colleen Musselman for providing the inspirational stories voice this season. Stay tuned for our next season of Purpose in Retirement. We hope to launch in summer 2021. We'll be talking with more inspiring people from Garden Spot, people who are doing amazing things here in our community and around the world. <laughs>